This is the Your Harrogate Podcast. Now, please welcome your host, Nick Hancock. Hello and welcome to Podcast 9. It's Your Harrogate with me, Nick Hancock, and our podcast sponsored by Hacks. And I am delighted to be joined once again by our head of furlough, Sarah Hancock. <laughs> does furlough count on a Sunday? Yeah. No, I don't think for... I don't... No. Well, it certainly doesn't for me. Because it's all, you know, pro rata, isn't it? Yes, yes, absolutely. So so it's just business as normal around the house. Yeah. Just okay. my just my normal Sunday jobs. Well, we've got a very exciting Zoom guest for you in just a moment. Somebody who's exceedingly well connected around Harrogate. Somebody very interesting. It? It's Sally from Harrogate Mumbler. Oh, Sally who I want to be friends with. Yep, Sally's coming up in a minute or two. First of all then, um highlight do you think of Sunday as the, the first day of the week or the last day of the week? Uh, it's a really tricky, definitely last day of the week. Okay, so looking back, rather than looking forward, looking back, highlights of the last week that we've just had. I mean, obviously the presidential election, big highlight, but what, what else, what else was a highlight? A highlight was my Zoom yoga. A highlight was a can of Heinz tomato soup. And another highlight was my uh, shopping trip to Sainsbury's. And your debut on the podcast. Oh, well, yeah. And the fee- we've had some excellent feedback from your friends, haven't yeah. we? So that's. I mean, it's been quite biased towards just my friends and Ben. <laughs> oh, and little Ben, who did enjoy his mention. So it's nice to get oh, a mention. And it's little Ben's birthday tomorrow. Oh, my well. God. What have you got, Sam? Have you got so, a present? Well, I can't say, obviously, on this. Okay. But um, happy birthday f- to little Ben, who produces the podcast. How is little Ben going to be? Well, again, all all will be revealed. Oh, Ben's sorry. twenty-seven tomorrow. Oh, okay. Okay, not so that little. no, I was I was going to say for highlights for me. I just wanted to mention a couple of places that are open that I've been to this week. Um, Crimple Hall, where you can still get cake and coffee, and they've got all the Christmas stuff up there, cake including out. the most amazing polar bears. And we have a competition for there in a few days' time, we which I'll tell you about. They're four thousand pounds. Oh so, my god! So no, and they're real. <laughs> they're not real. No, no, no. But they look like they're real. They look like they're real. And um, Sykes House Farm butchers at Weatherby, which is open, where I got our fillet steaks from. I know, I love them. But I mean, I their the steaks were amazing. But I think the cooking of the steaks was also phenomenal. And that was down to me. Mm. Um, okay. It really was, though. Seasoned really well. I thought I just did a really good job there. Okay, well, we've got a a competition on your Harrogate starting tomorrow with Sykes House Farm. So I'll tell you about that on tomorrow's podcast. Also on tomorrow's podcast, we have special guest Sharon Canavar from Harrogate International Festivals with What's Trending. That's things to read, things to watch, things on Netflix. That's going to be tomorrow. But back to today. And our guest is Sally from Harrogate Mumbler. Well, we are delighted to welcome our guest today, Sally Hazelwood, who is the Managing Director of Harrogate Mumbler. Hi, Sally. Hi, Nick. How are you doing? I'm exceedingly well. And because this is all working from home now, we should probably describe your location where you're talking to me. I can see you and you are sat in a very, very decadent purple chair. 
Yeah, also known as the Purple Throne, the Mumbler Throne. Um, so yeah, I'm working from home. To be honest, things haven't changed that much for me because Mumbler's always been running from home. So um, yeah, that's where I am. I'm based in Harrogate. And just tell us a bit about Harrogate Mumbler. So if anybody listening has never heard of Harrogate Mumbler before, which I can't believe because it's really, really popular, but just tell us a bit about, about what you do because it, it's very much community-based, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think you're right, Nick. It is very popular, but it's only popular if you've got young kids. So there's a lot of people who don't know about it. It's not surprising because we are quite niche. Um, but I've been around for nine and a bit years now. Um, Harrogate Mumbler started just as a small Facebook group back in 2011. Um, and it's when I moved back to Harrogate after living away for 12 years. Um, my husband was army, so, but that's another story. But anyway, not army now. So we came back home to Harrogate. And I just needed to find out what was going on for kids because I moved back on the Monday and four days later, I had my second daughter. Um, so I had a baby and a toddler and moved back to Harrogate. When I was last here before that, it was, you know, all about Jimmy's nightclub and Jack and Danny's and going out and being a student. <laughs> um, and then fast forward, before, well, decade and a half, and I was back with a toddler and a baby and I needed to find out where the parks were and playgroups. Um, and I knew a few people obviously being brought up here, but not many. So I needed to make friends, um, find some people that were in a similar life situation for me and find out what was going on for families. Um, so I created this little Facebook group for me and a handful of friends called Harrogate Mumbler. And that's how it all started, really. So fast forward to where we are now, which is nine years later. Um, the Harrogate Mumbler Facebook group's got over 18,000 people on it. We have a website, which has got everything that a local family needs to know or a visitor to Harrogate. And it's got things like days out or family-friendly restaurants, classes and playgroups, just everything for, for children, um, sort of young children and families in the area. And then um, Harrogate Mumbler was such a success that I then franchised the concept to other towns. So we've now got 19 different mumblers across England. And actually, this is actually a bit of an exclusive. I'm training my first American mumbler tonight. Um, so my cousin lives in America. And she had a baby about seven months ago, and she's going to have a go at taking mumbler to America. So watch this space. Um, but last year, we had over 2 million parents using our website. So uh, yeah, we've gone from a little humble beginning in Harrogate nine, nine years ago. We're, we're quite a big company now. And Harrogate is such a great place to bring up young children. Lots of families move here all the time. It is just a lovely place to be, isn't it? Yeah, do you know what? It is gorgeous. And the thing for me personally was when I had my first daughter, I lived down in Oxfordshire. Um, I didn't know anyone down there other than work colleagues, myself and my husband. And, you know, we were in our 20s, working all hours, God send. And we had this daughter and just turned our world upside down, um, just not having the friends and family to rely on. And we had to commute to our place of work. We were both working in cities. And that's when the homing beacons really came on, came on for us. And by the, I was determined by the time we had our second daughter to be back home because I knew, I don't think you appreciate it when you're born and brought up in Harrogate, just how lovely it is in this amazing bubble that we live in. Um, and I, I wanted that for my daughters, so um, moved back up here, as I say, four days before my second daughter was born. And it's wonderful. We're so lucky with schools, with the outdoor spaces. I mean, it's just been voted best place to work from home, hasn't it? It's regularly voted when the happiest Handy. places. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, unfortunately, with lockdown as it is, 
everybody's suffering, but the, up until Wednesday, the cafes that you can work from home and if you get sick of your own four walls, you know, the places that you can still go out for walks with, there's enough going on. There's, we're, we're in very close proximity to larger places if you need the, the bigger attractions and whatnot. It's, we're, we're so lucky and you know, I'm regularly grateful just wandering around, even on miserable days like today, just to, to see how wonderful it is out there in this big open space that we've got on the facilities. You know, Harrogate will probably places. come top of a poll for best place to shield in the UK next. Yeah. <laughs> it's been yeah. voted the best place to self-isolate. So we'll have to watch this space on that. It, 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 is, it is true as well for, for um, anybody who doesn't have, have kids yet, you do, you do actually end up meeting some of the best friends of your life uh, when you have children, don't you? you, you suddenly yeah. your children um, forces you to make new friends when they go to school or, or, or you do classes before you have a baby and things. And you can make some amazing friends. At a point in your life when you've actually, most of us, by the time we're sort of settled down, we've, we've kind of got enough friends and we've got all our family who we see, but suddenly you get into this new phase of your life where if if uh, if you make friends through your children who have similar outlook it can be some of the best friendships you have without a doubt and do you know what that's one of the things i feel so sorry for some of the kids who've well the mums who've had babies on lockdown that they're not getting those opportunities so as soon as they're able i would thoroughly recommend that they um, get themselves out there to class and play groups but even while lockdown's happening you can go out for a walk with somebody um, and from what I understand that preschool age kids aren't, aren't counted. So you can, you know, two mums or two dads could still go out for a, a pram walk. Um, and I thoroughly recommend that you do because those handful of people that I met first of all, um, going to play groups, and it was the, the cheap and low cost ones, you know, the church hall ones, that they were, they were the ones who got me through because there's nothing like being the one who's up at three o'clock in the morning or four o'clock in the morning or five o'clock in the morning with a baby that won't sleep. And whilst having friends to talk about it doesn't help it just makes you feel better to know that you're not the only one so i definitely recommend getting out forcing yourself to get out and and just paste that smile on your face and and try and meet people it, it certainly you know it got me through what is one of the toughest times in your life but then as your children progress when they start going to um, the more structured activity in classes when they're older through to you know if they go to a nursery or a preschool and then primary school. At each juncture, I've met more people, um, and they really have become my tribe, my my little village. Um, and even now, my eldest just started secondary school this time, which I can't quite believe. But the friends that I've met through primary school, um, particularly with my eldest, um, they're they're the ones who on a Friday after school, you know, we'll have a Friday drinkies. I probably should admit to this sort of thing, but you should. You know, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, do you know what? And that's what I'm going to miss on this lockdown. To be honest, it's 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 my pals, um, and it's I've met them through a common interest through our kids, drinking, um, and they're, they're so important, so important to us. And yeah, drinking buddies. <laughs> was the common interest gin? Uh, yeah. Do you know what? Yeah, not initially. Like I think I don't know if I'm the only one, but you spend the first sort of probably year, eighteen months, sort of sitting out. I was always one that when I got in the playgroup or in the playground, I'd like to try and get involved and try and join, you know, be, be helpful, get on the PTA or whatever, or, well, I never actually joined the PTA, Western PTA, I'd say, you never joined. Uh, I'd help out, run a few events, you know, do, do my little bit, but I'd suss out the friends because you think, oh, who's the ones, who, who's the ones who'll be up for a Friday drinking? Um, you find your little tribe and then probably about a year and a half in, you 
for me. That was when I was like, do you know what? I found, I found, my, uh, found my group now. And they're brilliant. I love them. I absolutely love them. So I thoroughly recommend, even if you don't feel like it, as soon as you're able, get out and about and uh, get chatting. You always feel sorry when you've got children. You always feel sorry when you're at a social event talking to somebody who doesn't have children and they're trying to hold a conversation because once, once you've had a child, your eyes can never stay focused on the person you're talking to. Your eyes are always wandering to just make sure your child isn't hurtling to some kind of near death experience. And also, and also, I mean, and, and we all do this as parents. I always respect those parents who, who do actually teach their children not to interrupt. I'm, I'm too soft to do that. But you always feel so sorry for people who try and have a conversation with you and your child comes up and interrupts and you just automatically just listen to what they're saying instead. It's terrible. Yeah, well, do you know, I probably, I'm probably the worst of both because I'll ignore the child interrupting me, but the child will still continue to try and interrupt <laughs> me. <laughs> oh, dear. I think, I think, I think online, online, you know, Facebook communities and things are so important. How are you feeling about lockdown two? Well, it's rubbish, basically. Utter rubbish. I'm feeling a bit gloomy about it, to be honest. Um, but, you know, we've got to do what we've got to do. So I'll, I'll do it. But I'm not looking forward to it. The silver lining for me is that the kids are still at school for the, for the time being. Um, but honestly, Nick, my heart is breaking for so many local businesses in Harrogate. And Mumbler included, we took an absolute kicking in terms of our income because so many people who advertise with us are classes or um, attractions and you know unsurprisingly they've, they've had to close the doors or they're running with massively reduced capacity um, and I feel for them you know people having a business is like having a baby you'll know this it's you know it is your third baby or in my case the third baby you you, you nurture it it's blood sweat and tears you do everything right and then um, situations out of your control affect it and and it's heartbreaking absolutely heartbreaking and that is the bit that is the bit that's so different to a, a normal a normal business decision that you might take in a in a downturn or or you know a, a credit crunch or a recession that that a lot of us have, have, have worked through before it's mm. still your decision whereas obviously what's going on at the moment that i mean that is just the hardest bit for People, people who, who run their own businesses who are, who are absolutely always on it, all of a sudden, you know, just everything happening out of your control. It's, yeah. it's, it's exceedingly, exceedingly tough. And I hope that people listening to this will have a look at all the stuff you've got on, on Mumbler and, uh, and join the community if they are not already, because I do like all the positive vibes. We're asking every guest who comes on our podcast in lockdown to give us a couple of reasons to be cheerful. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can have gin with, with yeah, well, anyway. You can have that anyway. I would even expand on that. Coming from a place called Harrogate, we've got a lot of good local booze. You know, that is a good reason to be cheerful. And, you know, there's a variety of good Harrogate gins out there and beers, um, you know, from up in the Dales and uh, more locally. So that is definitely a reason to be cheerful. We've got a lot of good quality alcohol to keep us, uh, keep us occupied. Um, the other thing to, for me is at the moment, the kids are still in school. Um, I'm so grateful for that, for the teachers. I know they're all getting a lot of pressure from the unions and, you know, there's a lot of them going down with coronavirus. But I'm so grateful for the ones that are, are keeping our children educated and um, the preschools. And, it, you know, not only is it so important for our children to keep their education up, but also to keep the economy going. There are so many parents with young businesses. Uh, young businesses, young children who wouldn't keep their businesses going. 
if uh, if they had the children at home. I mean, during the first lockdown, it was so hard. You know, my kids are quite old now, but still just to, to keep them busy whilst trying to keep your business going was so difficult. Um, and then another thing, I don't know if I told you about this already, Nick, but I'm, uh, I'm very cheerful about this Christmas Eve jingle that's going on that originated in Harrogate. Um, if you haven't heard about it already, it was actually a lady called Mary Beggs Reed who started it on the Mums to Mums group. Um, and what she's, what she's decided to do it was um, at six o'clock on Christmas Eve to go outside and ring jingle bells, basically, to let Santa know that we're all still here and to spread a bit of Christmas cheer. And we're going to belt out a few Christmas carols. That's optional, obviously. It's sort of in the same vein as the Clap for Carers. And we're already looking forward to doing this because I think we'll need our spirits lifted by that point. Who knows what's going to happen between now and then. So that's definitely a reason to be cheerful for me. Um, that's gone absolutely mad, hasn't it? That's gone global because yeah. it keeps popping up on my Facebook. And there's loads of people around the world who are now going to take part in this, aren't they? Yeah, it's unbelievable. And as I say, it was just, it was Mary and Harrogate that came up with it. Um, I haven't even thought that's a good name for something to do with Christmas Eve, isn't it? Merry <laughs> Christmas. To be. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was, uh, yeah, Mary begs Reed's idea, and it's just, it's kind of unbelievable. I think within the first week, she had something like 150,000 people on a group. Um, they're going to be ringing bells across the world now on, on Christmas Eve, spread a bit of Christmas cheer. So. Yeah, that is great. And, 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 and if you were looking it up on Facebook or whatever, what, what is the exact name of it? Is, is it's it, the what? Christmas Eve jingle. Yeah. Christmas Eve. Yeah, Christmas Eve. Yeah, that's great. Well, that seems like it seems like quite a long way off, but it'll it'll come around. It'll come around really quickly. Sally, thank you so much for your time. It's absolutely lovely to chat to you, and really, really nice to hear a bit about Mumbler. And we'll catch up again soon. And good luck for the rest of lockdown. Thank you, Nick, and the same to you. Thanks so much for having me on. So thank you very much to Sally from Harrogate Mumbler, who's been our special guest on today's podcast. Now, thanks to Hacks, who are our sponsor as well. And tomorrow on the podcast, special guest is Sharon Canavar from Harrogate International Festivals, who's obviously talking about what they're up to, but also what is trending. So this is, if you have got a bit of extra time on your hands over the next seven days, what you could be reading or watching on Netflix, we've got all of that for you on tomorrow's podcast from your Harrogate.